Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. I'm your host, Eric Steven. It's Monday, July 11th, and today we're going to talk Major League Baseball All-Star Game. I don't know if you heard about this, but it's going to be at Dodger Stadium this year, uh, first time since 1980. It's been a long time. Um, we're only, what, eight days away from the game uh, now. Uh, <laughs> so as of uh, this morning, the Dodgers have four players on the National League All-Star team. We we talked about it briefly last week going into the weekend. The uh, the starters were announced on Friday afternoon, and uh, as expected, uh, Mookie Betts was voted to start in the outfield. Uh, it's the fourth time he's starting uh, the sixth All-Star nod for Betts. Also, Trey Turner uh, narrowly beat out Dansby Swanson of the Braves to start at shortstop for the Dodgers, so... Uh, it's actually the first time the Dodgers have had multiple position players start the All-Star Game since 1980, which happened to be the last time they hosted. Um, the uh, For Turner, he made the All-Star team last year as a reserve. This is his first time starting. Uh, this is a fun fact. Turner is the first Dodgers shortstop to start the All-Star Game since Bill Russell in that 1980 game. I know what you're thinking. What about Corey Seager? You know, the guy who signed the 10-year, $325 million contract with the Rangers. The one who was Rookie of the Year, third in MVP voting in his first year. Um, he was a reserve all-star twice, both in his first two years. Um, uh, this is one of those where you look, it's like looking back at Best New Artist Grammys and going, ugh, how did this happen? Um, but 2016, uh, Seager lost the fan vote to Addison Russell of the Cubs. In 2017, uh, when Seager already had the sort of uh, superstar season under his belt and was more of a known commodity rather than the new hot prospect, um, in 2017, he lost out to Zach Cozart of the Reds, which a little weird. Um, and <laughs> am I priming the pump here for all-star voting outrage? No, I would never do that. Um, plus, there's more time for that later, but uh, I'd rather focus right now on the Dodgers that did make the all-star team. So... We have a total of four. Uh, so the two starters, Betts and Trey Turner, um, on Sunday, the full rosters were announced um, uh, by Major League Baseball. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, not a surprise. Uh, he's 11-0. and 0, uh, His Major League best, 162 ERA. It's the first selection uh, to the All-Star game for Gonsolin. He said... Uh, 
after Sunday's game, um, I believe he told reporters uh, that uh, one of his goals this year was to make the All-Star game. So, hey, check it off the list. Um, that, good for him. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, uh, the ninth time, uh, has is named an All-Star. So, that's the most, uh, nine years is the most All-Star uh, selections by a Dodger pitcher. Now, he broke Don Drysdale's record. Drysdale was actually a nine-time All-Star with the Dodgers, but in eight years. So from 1959 to 1962, um, Major League Baseball held two All-Star games uh, in the summer, a couple weeks apart. Um, It was to raise uh, more money for the Players' Pension Fund. This was before, uh, like, the Players' Union was really a thing or, or, you know, strong enough to do much. So this was one of the ways to sort of raise money for that. Uh, and, and Drysdale in 1959, uh, the Dodgers' second year in, in Los Angeles, um, he uh, pitched in two of those, he pitched in both All-Star games. So part of this with Kershaw is most definitely simply because he's Clayton Kershaw. But if you look closer, it's not like a total charity case, right? He's not, um, they're not just adding this like legendary guy like they did with a couple other people we'll talk about in a second. Um Kershaw's been great when he's pitched this year. He just missed a month with uh, lower back soreness, so he doesn't have the innings to qualify. But if you go minimum 60 innings, uh, Kershaw ranks fifth in the National League in ERA, in expected ERA, in FIP. He's sixth in walk-minus strikeout ratio. He's been super efficient, really, really good. He pitched into the eighth inning with... Uh, ten strikeouts on Saturday night. It was um, he's he's been really good like this year. Um, so yeah, like the focus whenever um, All Star rosters are revealed, it, it always it tends to gravitate towards snubs immediately, which sort of takes the focus off um, the people who actually made it. Which is why I wanted to start with that for the Dodgers. So Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Clayton Kershaw, Tony Gonsolin are your Dodgers All Stars. Uh, Will Smith and Freddie Freeman did not get named to the rosters on Sunday. However, um, there's still time, and we'll delve into um, the sort of process of how they might make it and why they didn't make it so far uh, after the break. But first, uh, let's talk about all-star rosters, how the sausage is made, if you will. Um, for, for both the National League and the American League, uh, it's outlined in the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, there's 32 players on each all-star team. There's 20 position players and 12 pitchers. Now I talked about sort of the, like Kershaw as a potential, like sort of legendary, uh, performer or something that's a special selection. Um, that's new with the new CBA this year. Now Kershaw is still really good right now. Uh, the, the two players who were chosen under this provision uh, this year, Albert Pujols in his final year with the Cardinals, and Miguel Cabrera, who reached 3,000 hits, they, they are the sort of special selections by the commissioner. They don't count towards the 32 total. They're just the 33rd and extra and active players for the game. Um, but back to the, just the, like the roster itself. So rosters are determined in three steps. First is the fan voting. Uh, fans vote for nine position players, um, you know, everything including DH uh, in each league. Uh, the, the players also vote for nine position players. Uh, players also vote for five starting pitchers and three relievers. So after the fan and player vote, you're up to 26 players, uh, 18 position players and eight pitchers. 
So that only leaves uh, six spots in each league, two position players and four pitchers. That's for the commissioner's office, the uh, MLB office uh, to pick, to fill out the rosters. Uh, Now, this used to be sort of the purview of whoever the all-star manager was that year. Now they would all, you know, make it make uh, roster moves like sort of in conjunction with the league. But as of the last CBA starting in 2017, the manager technically has no say on the roster. Um, manager does get to choose like who starts uh, on the mound among the pitchers on his roster, but they don't get to determine who is actually on the roster. Now, you know, there might be some nudges here and there, but like ultimately, it's MLB's choice for these last six spots in each league. So the other caveat here, which is uh, certainly affected uh, why at least one of the two Dodgers who didn't make it um, are, are quote-unquote snubbed, is that every team must be represented uh, rep- represented on the All-Star roster. So after fan and player voting, again, that's 26 players, um, only 10 of the 15 National League teams uh, were represented. It was actually the same thing in the American League team. They needed, uh, fi- they needed to like fill five teams' slots, and then they only had one other like wild card pick, if you will, for the for Major League Baseball. So this this wasn't the case of you know of like just willy nilly um, you know choosing. Um, so if you look at the National League, the commissioner picks went to three pitchers: uh, starter Luis Castillo of the Reds. Uh, and then relievers David Bednar of the Pirates and Joe Mantiply of the D-backs. Uh, they're the lone uh, all-stars for those teams. And then the two position players were Juan Soto of the Nationals, which, I mean, duh, it's Juan Soto, right? Like in the Nationals, he's very clearly like their best player. He's having a quote-unquote down year, but he's he's still like having an excellent year. So hard to really argue with that, especially given that the Nationals have to have someone and he's already a star. Um, the other position player was uh, first baseman C.J. Crone for the Rockies. So that leaves just, you know, with those five players, the, the one pick that MLB had that didn't go to a particular team, that didn't have to go to a particular team, the one that involved like an actual choice was Clayton Kershaw. So he was a commissioner's pick. Gonsolin was actually voted in by the players. He, was, he placed fifth among starting pitchers behind... Um, uh, Sergio Alcantara, uh, Corbin Burns, Joe Musgrove, and Max Freed. Um, F- Freeman, uh, he finished third in fan voting among NL first basemen. Paul Goldschmidt was well ahead, uh, handily won the fan vote to start. He also Goldschmidt also handily won the player vote, but the way the rule works is, um, you know, the, the second place finisher in that case uh, gets the player vote. Pete Alonso, who was second in fan voting, relatively close to Freeman, uh, also was second in player voting. Now, the, when the press release comes out that shows the all-star rosters, they include like the player voting totals, but only up to the point where um, to show exactly who was elected. Like they don't go, they don't show the full results. So at first base for the players, they only sh- in the National League. They only showed two, right? So Paul Goldschmidt had 516 votes, um, and Alonzo had 215. So that was a route, right? So, uh, but then if you look at some other positions like that are shown, like there were over a thousand players voting. So it's it's entirely reasonable that like Freddie Freeman is, was maybe third 
Um, and even if you don't know exactly where he was, it's reasonable to expect he was at least sort of close to Pete Alonso, which sort of makes sense because they're pretty close. Um, but given that Alonso was second uh, in player voting, he gets the automatic all-star spot. And then, uh, so if you just look at Alonso versus Freeman on its own, so, uh, through Sunday, um, both have a 146, uh, WRC plus Freeman has the edge in both uh, F war and B war. Uh, mostly due to, like, defense and base running and does the other stuff. I think part of this, like, it just might have simply come down to, like, some of the crude numbers. Like, Alonzo has the big homer totals. He has 23 home runs, which is second overall in the National League. He leads the National League with 70 RBIs. Freddie Freeman, meanwhile, 11 home runs, 54 RBIs. Uh, Again, very the same WRC+. Um Freeman has 27 doubles, uh, which usually doesn't get as much, uh, like it's not as heralded as home runs, obviously, and Alonzo has 13 doubles. So um, that's sort of where they're at. Um, so I don't know, like if you if you come down to the CJ Crone pick, like it, you're you're basically the Rockies need an All Star, right? If you're trying, if you let's game the system a little bit and figure out what if they didn't take CJ Crone and instead took Daniel Bard, who's the Rockies closer. He's had an excellent year. He has a 2.20 ERA. A lot of the times, these like lone all-star spots go to like some reliever having a really good year. We saw that with in the case of a couple of the players selected. Um, had they gone with Daniel Bard, um, then it's one of two things: either. Uh, because you have Bard as another pitcher, you have to say goodbye to Kershaw uh, in order to add Freeman as the position player. Or if you swap the Reds pick, like uh, who was Luis Castillo, instead uh, and choose uh, Brandon Drury, for instance, as the position player, then you don't have a spot for Freeman. <laughs> so there's no, there's not an easy way to like fix that given the system, right? And, and not even saying it needs to be fixed, it just is what it is. Uh, Freeman lost the vote to, to Alonzo and then CJ Cron, um, is having a really good year. Again, CJ Cron also second in the national league with 66 RBIs. If we're going, not that it's necessarily based on the crude numbers. He's also been excellent. uh, 135 WRC plus 20 home runs. He's been really good, you know, and it's just a matter of, I think it's just a odd man out thing for Freeman. So with with Will Smith, it's a little simpler because there are just like so few um, contending catchers. So Wilson Contreras, he was of the Cubs. He was voted starter. Not a surprise. It's the third time in the last four All Star games he's he started. Uh, just wonderful throwing arm. Um, excellent hitter. Totally deserving. Totally fine. Player vote. Uh, if you're going to that, in, um, so Wilson Contreras won the fan vote, but they show the player vote down to two, um, 372 votes for Contreras, uh, 250 for Travis Darno, old friend alert, uh, now of the Braves. So you, you know, there's like more votes to go here around and you, you, it's also reasonable, I think, to assume that Smith is at least close to Darno, um, and very possibly third and possibly a close third among catchers. We don't really know. Now Smith definitely has a case, even if it's just an, uh, like either or with Smith or Darno, so Smith overall he's tied with Wilson Contreras among NL catchers with 13 homers. Smith leads catchers in RBIs with 42. He has a 128 WRC plus. Plus he's batted 53 more times than Darno. 
who has a 120 WRC plus. So they're not like super far off. Now it's worth noting, um, since they are catchers now, Darno has by far the better like framing and catcher defense numbers. In framing, um, he's Darno is second in the majors on Baseball Savant. He's leading the National League uh, using Fangraphs number. Smith is well below average in both. Uh, if you use Baseball Prospectus catcher defensive in- adjustment, which counts a little bit more than just framing, uh, Darno is tenth in Major League Baseball. Uh, notable here, Austin Barnes is also. He's ahead of him. I think he's seventh. He's either sixth or seventh. I don't have it in front of me, which is remarkable given that Barnes has only caught like a third of the innings. Um, but Smith is below average in these. So it's, you know, it's easy to say, well, Smith's a better hitter. He should be the all-star. But it, when in fact, you know, it's very conceivable that Darno is both the better catcher and has the reputation as being a better catcher. But it's also reasonable to assume they're super close. So um, now... I, you look at it too. Maybe the timing of this, the player vote mattered, right? Smith has been like on a hot streak of sorts, but just looking at offensively, and I just did this super crudely. Like, what if, what if uh, the players voted like uh, two weeks ago? So after play on June twenty eighth, Smith had eleven homers. Darno had eleven homers. Darno had more doubles, fourteen to ten. Darno had an eight twenty nine OPS to, compared to seven ninety nine for Smith. Darno had a 513 slugging compared to 456 for Smith. So if they're just like taking a snapshot at that point, and then you you factor in like Darno's like uh, reputation and performance on defense, you could sort of see why he's picked, right? So we see how Freeman and Smith didn't make it, but what is their path to still make it? Because you look back to last year, there were 14 uh, replacement All Stars after the rosters were revealed. So you know, there's no real reason to get worked up over this because people always get added. Uh, usually it's injuries. Uh, sometimes it's like a starting pitcher uh, starting on the Sunday before the game sort of takes them out of commission for the All-Star game. So last year, for instance, like Mookie Betts didn't play last year because he was nursing injuries uh, during the break. Um, and then Walker Bueller and Justin Turner were named All-Stars through the process. Nobody ever remembers like... <laughs> Yeah, Justin Turner was an all-star last year, but he was a replacement all-star. Nobody cares about that. It's like you're you get you're an all-star if you're named an all-star whenever it happens. So um, now there are going to be repl- replacements, at least two that we know of. Uh, Bryce Harper, he was the starting DH voted by fans, um, but he has thumb he had thumb surgery. He's out for the all-star game. So by rule, uh, the player vote winner at the position steps into the starting role. So that's <laughs> William Contreras, not to be confused with his brother. Wilson Contreras. Uh, William is on the Braves. He's the Braves' other catcher and also having a fine season, although he's, you know, not playing nearly as often. The The DH field, I, I, I wrote about this over the weekend, the DH field in the National League is is scarce or sparse, man. It's it's terrible. Um, but he's having an excellent year, year at the plate. He, they've been, you know, seen a lot of Braves lineups this year with both Contreras and Darno in there because they can both hit. Um so I think I think the the reason like I guess the when the All Star the teams put the release the All Star ballots themselves like they they organize the players so like Max Muncy was listed as the Dodgers DH for instance this year because that's that's sort of where they slotted him to start the season uh, Darno was listed as the Braves catcher they listed Contreras as the DH so I think that helped Contreras get to the roster um, Smith has DH quite a bit for the Dodgers but also you know caught. 
Um, so the, the problem for Smith here is that Contreras gives the National League three catchers. Now, uh, tech, I mean, technically, it's really only two because Contreras is the DH, so he's not really going to catch. So uh, it's not uh, out of the question that they add a third catcher. If like, But I think it might take an, uh, him replacing one of the other catchers to actually make the roster. It might be tough for Will Smith here. Now, in terms of... Uh, so Harper's replaced in the starting lineup. They haven't added a replacement all-star for Harper's roster spot yet. So that's going to happen in the coming days. Over in the American League, uh, D.H. Jordan Alvarez uh, was the player vote and is a reserve for the American League. Um, he was placed on the injured list by the Astros Sunday, so he'll likely be replaced at some point too. So the point is there's going to be – there's still time. Um, possibly I think Freeman might have the best shot here. Um you know, he's very popular himself. He's five-time All-Star. He started the last three Midsummer Classics for the National League at first. So, um, you know, there's your context. Like, um, I always think it, it's, like, easy to complain about All-Star selections. But, like, I just find the ire is, like, often misguided. It's easy to say so-and-so should be an All-Star. But it's harder to say exactly how that should or will happen. Especially when you have to factor in all the sort of the process of it all, even though that might just be a boring thing to do. It's easier to just rant. Um, but the Dodgers don't have six All-Stars at the moment uh, for the game in their own building, but they do have four All-Stars. So I would suggest uh, spending your energy on that. It is a far healthier outlook. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk more All-Stars later this week and in the week ahead with the All-Star game coming. But that's our podcast for today. Have a good week, everybody, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you.